but the few oysters that we get are still big and juicy and wonderful. And once you have one, you will never want another oyster. You will only want that oyster over and over again. Coming up on OkraCast, author Diane Roberts makes a case for the Apalachicola Bay oyster. And Ron Turner in Folks Run, Virginia, talks about his family's tradition of curing hams. The, the most common comment I hear is it tastes like what my grandfather used to cure on the farm. And it's like it brings back a lot of memories, and we're not going to change that. You know, that's, that's going to stay the same, so you know, we're not going to tinker with that process. This is OkraCast from the Southern Foodways Alliance headquarters at the University of Mississippi. Keep listening. Hamilton and welcome to OkraCast from the Southern Foodways Alliance. OkraCast maps food culture across the changing American South. Each week we introduce you to the dynamic people, places, and traditions of our region. In these dog days of summer, the sweltering afternoons have us dreaming of upcoming fall days. For many in the lower and coastal South, the change in season means something very important the beginning of oyster season. Author and Florida native Diane Roberts waxes poetic about the Apalachicola Bay oyster. Oh, goodness. A Gulf oyster, especially an Apalachicola Bay oyster, is the finest, finest taste in the world. It is briny, it is delicately salty, but it's not very salty because it depends that particular oyster from this particular I don't, terroir isn't quite the right word because it's water, but uh, this place. I come from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, my family been in Florida for eight generations, and the food traditions are those of the lower south and the coastal south. So I grew up eating fantastic seafood. The bay is very special. It's one of the most biodiverse estuaries in the world and the oysters are beautiful. I'm sad to say that the bay is very near collapse because we're not getting the right amount of fresh water in, but the few oysters that we get are still big and juicy and wonderful, and once you have one, you will never want another oyster. You will only want that oyster over and over again. We eat them raw, we just slurp them, Um, but some people, if that makes them nervous, you can roast them, on fire just outside. You can fry them, which is utterly delicious. You can hot sauce them. You can remoulade sauce them. You can dip them in aioli. You can do anything you want and that oyster will be perfect and beautiful. And I always ask, I'm the jerk in the restaurant who says, where are the oysters from? That was Diane Roberts. Now we head to Folks Run, Virginia, with oral historian Sarah Wood for a taste of the cured South. Curing is a method of preserving meat, often ham, with salt and sometimes smoke or sugar. 
Southern curing techniques are the products of methods used by Native Americans and early European settlers. The weather and atmospheric conditions stretching across Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Virginia lend the region its nickname, the Ham Belt. I'm just going to introduce you here. So I'm sitting here at Turner Ham House with Mr. Ron Turner. And this is Sarah Wood with the Southern Foodways Alliance. And um, Ron, Ron Turner is the 12th generation of Turners in Folks Run, Virginia. In 1949, Ron's father opened Folks Run Grocery in the Shenandoah Valley. Over the years, the grocery expanded to include a ham curing house. Today, Ron runs the business with his wife, Peg, where they cure between 6,000 and 8,000 hams each year. In his interview with Sarah Wood, Mr. Turner discusses the evolution of his family's business and the tradition of curing ham in Western Virginia. Um, could you talk a little bit about, I've been asking everybody this because everyone has a different answer, but when you hear the term country ham, how would you defi- define country ham for somebody? Well, here locally, it's, it's uh, country ham would be sugar cured. Um, there's lots of different styles. There's, there's smoked, there's salt cured, um, there's some cured with, you know, the where they add a lot of pepper. But uh, ours use the brown sugar, salt, and a little bit of saltpeter, which is sodium nitrate, as a preservative. And uh, the, the most common uh, comment I hear is it tastes like you know, what my grandfather used to cure on the farm. And so people come in, and, and it's like it brings back a lot of memories. And uh, so we, we try and strive, and, and we're not going to change that. You know, that's, that's going to stay the same. So you know, we're not going to tinker with that process. And we want to keep the same, same flavor and same things people have been looking for. And what, why cure? I mean, why do, why do your grandfather, why did he cure? I mean, why cure hams? Um, curing was a way to, to um, they would generally cure in the, or kill a hog in the, in the fall, uh, in, the, in the winter, and preserving the meat for, you know, for later on in the winter or for early in the spring or for the next year, actually, even some of them would keep it for over a year. And so um, I guess... It all started with you know lack of refrigeration basically, so they would cure and salt preserve the, the hams, and I think that's probably why the, the salt curing came about, you know, because salt is obviously a, a, the great preserver of of meat. Can you tell me a little bit about what this place is like for people who may have never been here before? Uh, basically, we we sit in a cinder block building uh, right along the North Fork of the Shenandoah River. Um, we're sort of off the road, uh, it's nondescript, you really don't see it. A lot of people have come here for years and don't realize that this is where we cure our hams. So. Do, you, do you have people who actually buy hams from the store and they have they, they don't know that you're actually curing them down here? Right, yeah, that's that's correct. <laughs> they, uh, they say, well, where do you cure them? And they say, well, just right out back, and, and they've, they've never even seen, uh, seen the ham house here before. So. Um. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about how your father, how and why he started curing hams, and is that something that went back in his family? Um, yes, yeah, it did. Uh, he, I think they, they cured hams on the, on the farm, and, and basically he used his grandfather's recipe uh, for, for the cure. And then the first year, uh, he, he decided to cure 25 hams, and he had some customers coming in asking for country ham, and, and he didn't have a supplier for them. And so he cured 25 the first year, and uh, his father-in-law said, uh, you'll, you'll lose your shirt, you know, you won't sell any of them, and he sold out right away. And so the next year, I think he cured 50, and then he went to maybe 300, and those were all cured there at the store in the basement, in the old wash house. And uh, then 1966, he built the first addition on our ham house. It was a one-room uh, curing room and, and hanging, and everything was all done in the one room. 
right here at the, at the uh, second location. So, and then 1969, he built uh, another addition onto the ham house and made it larger and cured some more hams. And then uh, 1999, we added an, a second addition and retrust the whole um, the building, so it looks like one large building rather than just a couple add-ons. So, and that's where we are here today. Then we've got lots of space and. Um, we have two additional cure rooms, a big processing room, and walk-in coolers. So, yeah. and, and can you talk a little bit, Peg uh, was up with your mother frying ham, and she said that you guys started doing fried ham Fridays, but I'm wondering, did that come from making lunch for the people who work during the cure day? Yeah, it's, it's two different things. The, um, we fry ham. We take one of the first hams off the truck on cure day, and we take it to mom and dad's right next door. And they'll slice it, tenderize it, and then we'll fry it. Uh, they roll it in flour, and then uh, they spice it with, uh, I think it's cumin and salt and pepper and maybe a touch of poultry seasoning. I'm not sure about that one. But uh, it's great. It's really good stuff, and uh, basically just falls apart. And as I think some of the workers work uh, here at the ham house just to get the lunch. And yeah, they're all excited about the, the fried ham because they can go up and, you know, there's there's two big plates and they can eat absolutely as much as they want, you know, because there's always some left, you know. And uh, so they're pretty excited about that. And, and I know one or two of them, that's the only reason they work here is just to eat the, eat the ham. And then on um, a couple of years ago, I guess we started doing a fried ham Friday and just sort of as a special at the store. People come in and, you know, we, we sell sandwiches to pick up and eat there. And uh, they just started asking about fried ham. And, and we joked about, well, well, we'll fry ham one day. And so uh, we started doing a fried ham. This is a cured ham sandwich then. So um, we'll do that on Friday. And we've, it's grown and we started out frying one ham. And I think the most we did was five five hams on, on you know Friday Fridays which is a lot of ham to fry you know if you're using electric skillets and stuff that was Ron Turner speaking with Sarah Wood Mr. Turner's interview is part of our Cured South Oral History Project head to southernfoodways.org to read more about Mr. Turner and the ins and outs of curing country ham while you're online explore our oral history archives where we've collected over 800 interviews from across the American South We'll catch up with you again next week. I'm Anna Hamilton, and thanks for listening. You may not think you're hungry. This show will change your mind. I didn't know I was thirsty. Overcast is the soundtrack for the Southern Foodways Alliance, bringing you the stories behind the food. The Southern Foodways Alliance documents, studies, and celebrates the diverse food cultures of the changing American South. If you're hungry for more, visit us online at southernfoodways.org and consider joining us as an SFA member. I want to hear the story of how it came to pass.
okay? 